This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Earlier this year, Rivian raised the prices on its truck and SUV by ten to $12,000. The electric pickup starts at $67,500, while the SUV is $72,500. But Peter Rawlinson, the CEO of Lucid, says Rivian will lose money at those prices. He says Rivian would have to charge $95,000 to make a profit on its vehicles. Rollinson told Reuters that Rivian is probably paying about $22,000 for its battery packs from Samsung SDI and twenty dollars for its drivetrains from Bosch. Rivian says it's working to lower its costs. It's developing a lower-cost electric motor that it will make in-house, and it's also going to start offering lower-cost LFP, or lithium-iron-phosphate, batteries. Germany relies heavily on natural gas from Russia, but now the auto industry is concerned about that supply being cut off because of embargoes. Automakers account for around 37% of natural gas consumption in Germany, so the industry is looking for alternative sources of energy as well as a system to ration natural gas supplies if imports are halted. BMW said it's exploring new investments in hydrogen, solar, and geothermal energy to lessen its dependence on natural gas and said an embargo would bring the industry to a standstill. Automotive suppliers like working with Toyota and Honda. They have issues with GM and Ford, and they really don't like dealing with Nissan or Stellantis, especially Stellantis. And those are the results of the annual supplier survey that's conducted by Plant Moran. It surveys supplier executives and purchasing agents about how they rate the top six auto manufacturers in North America. The study dives into specific purchasing areas, from raw materials to chassis components, as well as EV powertrains. And it measures automakers on things like how well they communicate with suppliers, collaborate on engineering, or resolve issues on timely payments for tooling. And as we reported last week, things got so bad between Stellantis and its suppliers that the automaker had to replace its head of purchasing and it had to back off on new terms and conditions it added to supplier contracts. An auto supplier, American Axle, denies it's up for sale. Bloomberg reported that it's in talks to sell the company, but American Axle issued a statement saying it normally doesn't comment on, quote, market rumors and speculation, but it felt it was, quote, important to clarify that we are not engaged in a process to sell the company. So why is this story getting so much attention? Because EVs don't need as many drive shafts or prop shafts as ICE vehicles. And so the companies like American Axle that make these components have got to figure out how they're going to make the transition, or maybe even put themselves up for sale. The future of Michigan is extraordinarily bright. Um, We have such incredible assets, and I think more and more we're realizing how to put those together in a way that's going to help this state really help lead the nation uh, as we go forward. 
We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Looks like battery swapping could be about to hit a tipping point in China. NEO is the leader and has 900 battery swapping stations. Another leader is Alton, which mainly swaps batteries for taxis and ride-hailing vehicles. It also has partnerships with FAW, BAIC, GAC, Chang'an, and Dongfeng to co-develop 24 battery swappable models. And more companies have opened battery swapping stations, including battery maker Cattle. Geely plans to open 5,000 stations by 2025, and GAC aims to build 1,000 battery swapping stations by the same time. If battery swapping really proves popular in China, it could force all automakers who sell cars there to design their EVs and battery packs so they can be swapped. And sticking with the Chinese market, BYD is planning to go more upscale with a new premium brand that will make its debut in the third quarter of the year. The first model will be an off-road looking vehicle that will be unveiled in the fourth quarter of this year and will go on sale in the first half of next year. And the vehicles are going to be pricey. They'll range from $120 to $225,000. GM President Mark Royce revealed on his LinkedIn page that the GMC team was just in Moab, Utah doing final testing and validation work on the Hummer EV SUV. Thanks to a shorter wheelbase, it has even better off-road figures compared to the truck. It has an impressive departure angle of 49 degrees, and with four-wheel steering, a turning circle of just 35.4 feet. To put that in perspective, the Hummer SUV can turn tighter than a Honda Civic. Production of GMC's self-titled supertruck starts early next year. Swedish transportation company Einride unveiled a new trailer for semi-trucks that incorporates the batteries for electric drive. The somewhat futuristic-looking trailer features 320 kilowatt-hours worth of batteries, which Einride says will provide up to 650 kilometers or about 400 miles of range although it makes no mention of motors, so all the power must come from the tractor. Not only do Einride's own electric and autonomous trucks hook up to it, but the trailer is also compatible with other electric semis and its digital app too, which allows users to access even more information like additional routing, cargo weight, and range. Production of pilot trailers for testing is expected to be completed next year. We're all getting older, and so are the vehicles we drive. In fact, vehicles in the U.S. are now the oldest that they've ever been. According to a report from S&P Global, the average American vehicle is now 12.2 years old, a record and an increase of about two months. Prices for new and used vehicles keep going up. Inventories keep going down. So consumers keep holding on to the cars that they've got.
At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. If you follow electric cars, you're probably up to speed on the basic specs of the all-new Kia Nero EV. But John just got a close-up look at the car and found two features that really got his attention that maybe you don't know about. Take a look. There's all kinds of things to talk about on the all-new Kia Nero. This is the 2023 model. It's not even out yet. There's all different kinds of powertrains, electric plug-in, pure battery electric, plenty to talk about on this car. I want to talk about just two things. First of all, when you look at this car, your eye goes immediately to the C-pillar treatment. This is what they call the aero blade. It's a very strong styling statement, but guess what? It's more than just a statement. It's actually functional. I'm going to stick my hands through there. You can see that air actually is vented behind this aero blade and it vents out just in front of the backlight, the back window of the car. And that's because when you're driving down the road, as air spills off the roof, as it comes up from beneath, there's a lot of turbulence behind the car. That's aerodynamic drag. It hurts your range if it's an EV. It hurts your mileage if it's an ICE or a PHEV. So by venting this air out by the backlight, the back glass, that's going to actually trick the air into thinking that this vehicle's longer, making it more aerodynamic. I thought that was pretty cool. Inside, there's another feature that I want to show you too, and it's all about how they've got gauges on the instrument panel. One cool thing that I love about this console is it looks like it's got a black piece of plastic, nondescript. It, it doesn't look like it does anything until you turn the car on. Then all of a sudden, these gauges show up. Now this is for the, the HVAC, the heating, venting, and uh, air conditioning, but you can toggle and now have your navigation, your radio, different things that come up and go back to the HVAC. They have such limited real estate here, room for all the other different buttons, that this thin panel uh, allows you to toggle back and forth. It's very easy to get to. I think it's a very clever design. And I know those are kind of simple, the arrow blade and just this display here, but those are two cool features I've not seen any other car company do. The new Nero will go into production in South Korea later this summer. But that's a wrap for today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion and by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation.